Praise God. It's a beautiful day in Jesus' neighborhood anyhow. We hope in yours also. What do the angels say when Messiah came? Peace and goodwill to all men. Peace. They're trying to restore the peace of heaven to earth. What were the angels excited about? An earth flooded with the God of heaven's peace, that very throne room of angelic peace that the angels experienced. That's what they were most excited for, to flood humanity. Two things, they said rejoice and release peace. Joy and peace, that's what the angels wanted to see. Whack and drown the nations. Now you'd think everyone would be on board with such a plan. Oh, hallelujah, the angels are bringing peace and joy. But I tell you what, it opposes the human nature entirely. And the word is a container of those substances of blood and water. He's a prince of peace. It's not a generic, unaccountable peace, an external peace that can fit into understanding. It's a peace that passes understanding, which means it's not of this world. It's of a higher world, of a higher order of righteousness, of the angels and the throne of God. And, for the most part, every aspect of humanity opposes it violently. The righteous suffer violence, it is written. And what's the reaction? They get into spiritual violence and advance the kingdom through the opposition of evil, lying men, women, and spirits. Now, why does the path to destruction? Many find it. Just be a human being and you walk that path. Have a human thought life, have a human opinion, and a human interpretation of the Bible, and you'll go right down the wide path. The narrow path will cost you all of your human understanding, but you will gain a peace that passes understanding, and that's what the angels of heaven are excited to pour on you tonight. A greater celestial peace from a principality or prince of peace, a government of peace that there shall be no end. Why? Because the river cannot stop flowing. He tore the veil of the second heavens when he died on the cross, and it was torn below and above. We understood the below tearing because you can see that with your physical senses and hear about that with your physical ears. Now it takes faith to understand that the veil above was also torn for his blood and his water to pour through the heavens and shower the earth with the two things all the angels of the God of heaven are excited to bring joy and peace now in the joy and in the peace how are you gonna act love so when the Bible says these are the fruits of the Spirit they're all inside God who is love but the love of God is different than the love of man a religious man or human Beings, it's a divine manifestation that's entirely other. You could say it's entirely angelic. It's going to take a grace to comprehend the highest, most excellent way of 1 Corinthians 12 31 today. It takes grace and great faith to comprehend the nature of the Father. 
Now, if the father was false love, if the father was human love, if the father was religious love, you would not have the prophet saying, this is the child appointed to the fall of nations. They'd say, this is the child that brings universalism. This is the child that will even bless demons, as some people are saying now. This is the child that's going to save the fallen angels. Some are preaching an error to their own destruction out there in false Christianity. And so, it is a judgment towards every and any manifestation of love that pretends to be divine. That's what makes it holy. That's why it has so much glory. Because it's a holy love. It's God's own essence and radiance and brilliance and manifestation. That divine love that comes down like the white dove is first of all pure and undefiled, spotless Lamb of God. And it's a love in the form of a dove, which means it will come in forms. What form is divine love coming to you? As the bread of heaven. This is not the spirit and the bride say, come and drink freely. This is the twelve loaves of the showbread of the high priesthood that's costly. This is different. This isn't just what you drink when you're saved. This is the teaching after you're saved. Once you get the foundations of baptisms, you go on into solid meat for the mature. Okay, so you could say it's free to begin with, but if you want to grow in it, it is absolutely costly of everything, and that's why it's mostly opposed by the infants in Christ, by absolute immature believers that have no comprehension of the higher things of righteousness. They have become arch enemy, just like the first exodus. There's nothing new under the sun. The reactions of the immature, the rebellious, the stubborn, the soulish, and those that love themselves and not God's sacrificial altar is always the same. We are always fighting the altar to preserve our nefesh, our animal soul, our animal religion, our animal Christianity. Why is the whore of Babylon at war against the bride of Christ in the Christian civil war for 2,000 years? You're going to have Christians inside Christian households, Jesus Christ said this in the red letters, that will turn you over to Caesar to be murdered because you have a false form of Christianity. You know, they did that in the Middle Ages. If you had an apostate child or if a child had an apostate parent that began speaking in tongues, all they had to do is go tell the Catholic priests. They'd hang them in the court that week. And that happened hundreds and thousands of times. If you don't have the same group thinking, brainwash, earthly religious interpretation of the Bible or whatever heretical priest is running your neighborhood, we have authority from Satan to kill you. And you're still dealing with the remnant of fallen angel Christianity today. I would say in the invisible world more than ever, in the natural world less than ever, and that's why it's exceedingly deceptive. In the natural world, it looks like, oh, we're all blessed in the same charismatic activity. But has the person developed the man of charisma inside their very inner being? So it's actually God formed on the inside as a temple of the Holy Spirit who is God. Even the highest ranking angels of the heavenly Sanhedrin in the council of the Father, we're talking seventh heaven, highest ranking angels. There are beings around the Father's council 
that you can't even comprehend how intelligent and how intelligent and wise and perfect they are. There are angels that are beyond comprehension in intelligence and wisdom, and it's true. And even for them, I'm telling you now, for them, that very nature of Jesus, their creator, is greater in you than their creation. It's true. You have the creator of even the most intelligent angels. It's in baby form. But if it begins to mature, the angels long to look into these things. Because it's greater than even the greatest angels. The child Jesus at 12 years old was confounding the wisest men in the universe at the temple. That's what the Bible says. A 12-year-old Christian. Jesus Christ is the Christ of Christianity. He is a real Christian. Amen? Okay. So, of many second Adams, brothers and sisters, that he's not ashamed to call brothers and sisters that have the same nature, which means when you are a real 12-year-old Jesus Christ in the maturity of your inner man developed in the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the Blood of God, the Water of God, the Fire of God, then you will be smarter than the most brilliant people that are God outside-minded. That's true. Even as infants in the things of sonship, which is real God inside-mindedness, the development of the inner man, you will far outweigh the most brilliant minds of Christendom of all time. It's true. The development of the inner man is not anything less than God himself. That's why this is the most important thing. And as it develops, it develops for blessing and cursing. Anyone that says otherwise is a lying demon who hates the judgment of God because they're full of Satan. You have to embrace both the kindness and the severity to even step one foot into sonship. Okay? What did Anna say in the temple prophesying about the Messiah? This child is appointed for the rise and fall of every nation. Every nation, which is every seed line, every bloodline. All the 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel are all judged by Messiah. Some rise and some are destroyed by ethnic cleansing Christianity. So real Christianity is ethnic cleansing. And go tell your local pastor that because it's written in the word. The rise and fall of nations. What's the word nations there? DNA, bloodlines, seed lines. So a lot of the stuff that you deal with that is in a, a very angry state towards the rise of Messiah in you is part of a nation that's not redeemable. I'm not talking English or Russian or Jewish or Chinese. I'm talking Satan or Jesus in the seed of the parable of the sower sowing seed. Seed line you think comes from the human being. It don't. Seed line does not come from the human being. You're wrong. That's ignorance. Seed line in scripture comes from angels. That's what Jesus Christ taught. He said, one came from the angel of the Lord. The Messiah sows good seed. I am the Messiah, Jesus said. Then he said, angels would come and sow other seed, other DNA, other races, other nations, other words, other belief systems into your spirit. And what you have growing in your spirit will be the very atmosphere of your mind, will, and emotions of your soul, which will determine the image bearing or your identity in birds, beasts, and reptiles, which is the natural manifestations, which is why people are all divided in cliques right now. Burning up the clique, dashing the nations to pieces like pottery is step one of coming out of the realm of the natural 
into the glory realm to burn up the flesh with unquenchable fire, the evil impulse of the brain, and anything it identifies with in man or woman's ability to Elohim create. Man and women are Elohim gods. That's what Jesus Christ said. Men and women in a fallen state are gods. Have I not said you are gods? Is it not written in your scriptures? You are gods. He didn't even add the perish like men part. That's what Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees. Jesus called Pharisees gods. Right? And Christians are so false humble, we don't even call ourselves gods. I tell you what, man. The word gods, there's Elohim, which means creators. So you are always creating out of the realm of your spirit. Problem is, it's usually wrong seed. This is why Jesus Christ said, you know them by their fruit. The fruit that will come forth from the divine seed line of Jesus Christ's genealogies and tree of life will be love, peace, joy, patience. You know them by their fruit. There will be an ascension. There will be persecution, misunderstanding. No student is greater than his teacher. If they mistreated the teacher, they're going to mistreat you. They're going to lie, gossip, slander about you because it's a seed war, which is a word war for the human spirit, which goes through the soul and creates through the flesh, through human blood. The core mystery of the blood, which is the ability to create as human beings, is what demons are after. Demons are after DNA. They can't create nothing without human DNA given to them. That's why sexual morality is the contact with demons. Because they need sperm, they need seed, they need blood, and they take it from those who commit acts of sexual morality. But holiness is contact with the divine, as it is written, without holiness no one will see the Lord. So there's a holiness available here in a certain word called the gospel and the holiness of the gospel causes you to contact God and if you stay in contact which is covenant by obeying him in his word that you connected with begin to practice his nature with all your spirit soul mind and strength you'll rise up to him against all the other words and spirits in the world revelation chapter 9 which I counted them I heard their number 200 million probably a lot more in the last 2,000 years since they can Elohim create right a creator, Elohim, human being, can create? What do you think they're creating? Other seed? How do you think a gardener snake became a red dragon? Man created the existence of Satan. Satan is not self-created. That's why he started out as a snake smaller than a woman's foot in the garden. But in Revelation, man and woman, through their Elohim ability and the sacrifice of their own blood, sweat, and tears, made a gardener snake... In Genesis, a red dragon the size of one-third of the stars in Revelation. So most of our Elohim ability has been used for the devil, even in Christianity. Truth anyhow. It's, and so the devil tries to bring all of that Elohim ability to still use your DNA and your blood and, and your reproductive organs to be intimate with evil spirits out of the thought life of your heart that reproduces after Satan's own kind trees bearing fruit and reproducing after their own kind. Well, I see all men and women as trees. Whatever you're thinking about is what you're reproducing through your Elohim nature, since every human being is an Elohim. You have an enslaved human race under fallen angels being sucked dry and tapped into through lies and sorcerers that are using the blood of the human being to create a Babylon the Great Reality. That's how the Matrix was formed through deception 
and volunteering your blood to a world system of invisible spirits that fell from heaven. So, a certain teaching needs to come along and expose all the works of the devil, everything hidden in darkness be brought into the light. First and foremost, this judgment of those things hiding in darkness being brought into light must happen in the house of God. Otherwise, there's no sustainable light in the universe since we are his body. He didn't just do it in the third heaven and we're all just perfect down here on the earth. Exact opposite. You have to ascend in his likeness. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. It is written, the apostolic work is the formation of the mature one, Jesus Christ, and all of his kingship formed inside your spirit man. Which means you're going to stand up and have cosmic power and ability from angelic spheres, just like Messiah did. That's how he walked through walls. That's how he walked on water. That's how he performed all his signs and wonders was through second heaven ability, since he's the creator of stars. He was the word that made the stars. He was the word that named their natures. So when he came, he just grew right up into them and used their ability in a sovereignty over the earth and even Caesar and everyone in Rome during the height of his ministry bowed to him. They did. No one opposed him when he came in on his donkey. He demonstrated sovereignty sovereignty first before he showed his volunteering as the lamb for the slaughter. God the Father wanted to make it very clear to all the fallen angels, this, I have dominion over everything, but I'm going to take the dominion that I've procured through my own obedience to my Father in heaven, and I'm going to sacrifice it on an altar to share it with undeserving human beings. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Palm trees everywhere. <coughs> Same people, a couple days later, crucify him, crucify him. What was that? How did the people switch from Hosanna to crucify him? Same exact people if you read the Bible. So fickle. Why? External atmospheres of different angels. Jesus Christ gave up the sovereignty he had of the second heavens on Calvary. That's why Josephus says it was as midnight at noonday. The whole heavens turned black. All of his second heaven ability, his cosmic, angelic, spherical ability over the earth was sacrificed on Calvary. That's the tearing of the veil for us to ascend into those abilities. He didn't just die for the forgiveness of sins. In fact, that's a very minor part of it. The false gospel says it's the entirety of it. That's not true. Jesus Christ said, The truth is that I have shared with them my glory. The sacrifice of the Lamb is mostly for second heaven ability that's been entirely rejected by false Christianity. Truth anyhow. And that's why there's such a persecution and animosity against it because that's actually what destroys the works of the devil. Because if you read the Bible, it says the only principalities that oppose us when celestial bodies are shaken are in the second heavens. Who is going to develop that maturity on the inside of their inner man, which is fully new creature, fully angelic, fully image-bearing of yad heh vav the creator of heaven and earth, maker of angel armies, maker of everything. Who's going to allow that nature to be formed on the inside to go up into those realms and clean house? We have enough Christianity on the earth for the next 10 million years. That hasn't done much. Even the deep state can rule over those infants in Christ. And we're complaining about Joe Biden and the Luciferians of Freemasonry in the USA rigging elections. You don't even have dominion over the Luciferians at that current level of charismatic Christianity. 
and it is pathetic, and Satan does mock you. Which means until you mature, you'll have no dominion or ability against principalities because the second heavens are cut off from you, and the same people that are complaining are attacking the knowledge that would get them into the realms to change governments. Of the increase or the height and stature of his government, there shall be no end. And then we come around and be like, oh, it's a different form of Kabbalah that we thought was sorcery. I guess we reject that. That's how most Christians are. Because it's ingrained into them that the knowledge of the stars of the second heavens and even the book of Enoch, a lot of these charismatic Christians that complain and, and message me and email me, they complain even about first Enoch which was established scripture by all the apostles for 500 years. Because if you can accept one Enoch as scripture, you can actually begin to accept other things that might be even harder for you to accept in higher angelic truths, the secrets of righteousness that the priest Archangel Michael teaches. And this is what you need more than anything. What you need more than anything to really have a dominion over the White House, over New York City, and the Jewish Mafia of George Soros and all the things you're facing here that want to enslave you, corrupt you, and just control you and use you and use your DNA and use your blood and just keep you as a, a serial number with a social security number on your forehead, as a nobody and a nothing and as a slave to taxation without representation. What they want more than anything is just to keep you on the earth. You can have any Christian religion as long as it's on the earth. They're not even complaining about charismatic religion on the earth. Demons like that. There's not even persecution at all against charismatic Pentecostal religion if it's earthly. You notice that? For like 20, 30, 40, there's like none. <laughs> but as soon as you step out of Earth's atmosphere and even think that you can stand on the moon, all hell will break out in your life. Why is that? Because that's the first time you've ever even touched a principality in reality. Because down on the earth, you're no threat because you're under from below. What does it mean to be from above? It's a different set of learning and teaching. I believe there's a remnant that's ready for righteousness. But I tell you what, God the Father says you can eat from any tree of the Garden of Eden except that tree. Why? Because they didn't even have the knowledge of the tree of life. Why was there a tree in God's garden, third heaven, which is perfect garden. You think he just had Satan up there? He didn't have Satan up there. It was part of God. The devil said, you'll eat of this tree and be like God, which means God has that tree in himself. That's what the Bible says. But there was not yet the maturity, and some of you need to hear this, because God is going to mature you in the tree of life. Yes. But then you will eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. <laughs> it's in the book of one Enoch. Truth That's why they fight one Enoch so bad. <laughs> But it's not that, you know, God wants to hurt you and keep things from you. He just didn't want humanity to, you know, off themselves. You know, when you have kids, they're always trying to unalive themselves every five minutes. They wait until you leave the room and you're like, just stop trying to unalive now yourself we're eating for from five the minutes. Good I need to take far. a shower. I can you know? just hear them now. So, <laughs> and then on top of all, on top of all of that... It just keeps getting worse. How you might be wondering, you hear about the love, the white dove, the revelations, all the stuff that you need. And then but you also have to understand, on top of all that increase in love and this stuff, you also have false white dove, false holy spirit, 
uh, alchemy, that thing that appears as purity. So your number one enemies coming against you look like exactly what you're trying to do. So you might ask yourself, how am I going to know? Because most people, they'll think almost everyone I've ever seen who's tried to go for those things, they find themselves stepping into, all right, I've stepped into that next level of, of love and purity. And it's just like, you just got into Satan. Here's the thing. You notice when the glory departs in the Bible, they don't know it. They usually don't know it unless they were doing like the physical sacrifices and instead of the image of a lion being there, it was a dog. <laughs> anyway, that's like the deep Jewish history cuts. So, like, eh, it's probably Upgrading not. Upgrading animal forms through the light of the fallen angels, which is what you're dealing with. So, if you know that almost no one has ever been even able to tell when they get into the counterfeit, and all the methods that you probably know up to this point are not going to help you, and it's it, even the best of humanity has been ministries. completely deceived in these areas. How are you gonna find? What's the fail-safe switch? What's the what's the backup? What's the safety net? Come on, don't you want to know? Don't you want to not make the mistake that literally almost like every other person in the whole world has made, but you want to break through that? Because Tell us. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, the price oh. of 19 five oh, easy payments of, of 19.99 if you just buy our books actually we got some free <laughs> notebooks you can take your own notes and pencil we got maybe we'll have crayola crayon and we sell in university books right no it's not a billy mays commercial make your garments yeah. wider than college bleach. books we have oxyclean don't tell you me have about to bleach, take out Jesus. a loan just to buy the books at wider college. than oxyclean <laughs> that's what i thought they did. wider than bleach <laughs> We don't need bleach. We don't even use bleach. Who uses bleach in 2023? I use baby bleach alternative. Yeah, all bleach alternative, the little powders, and the OxyClean. You know what I'm talking about. The shout wipes, the spray, the little stain remover. Specialty high end. I know you got your laundry game. Your laundry game's on. I know. Better than OxyClean, better than bleach alternative. Comparison. You are going to need to be an expert. That's right. There you go. You guys, uh, locally, you know my favorite detergents. I've texted it to you in the group chat. You know what I like to wash with. The Laundress. Nope. Not anymore. No, I put the new one in there. I, I don't know. It's a secret now. I'm on, I'm on some <laughs> kind of other tangent. Oh, uh, yeah. I like this I like this one. I clean my clothes with, with baby formula. You can't, you can't spell it without, sit, without bliss. That's another one I like. I like it. it's got bliss in it. And uh, it's wonderful. But what I like to do is every time I close the laundry machine, I extend my hand there and I release grace, fresh grace, <laughs> or angelic washing if we had a, if it was real. Anti-wrinkle glory. Yeah, all this stuff. We just release grace into the washer, into the dryer, onto the garments. Into I'll your, just say into your forehead. If it was a bad if it was a real burning, cutting up demons Whoa. kind of a day. Angelic washing. We're gonna need. I'm gonna need more than laundry detergent to get that out. Okay. So. Holy Ghost dryer sheets. How are you gonna know? How are you gonna? There won't you, be any static. You are going to become an expert in finding the counterfeits. You're going to be an expert in false love. <laughs> you're going to be. You're gonna know. 
It's like, you know, the, the most expert in finding counterfeit dollars, counterfeit, you know, fake, any kind of fake things. Mm. You're going to want to know the real and you're going you're gonna to want to familiarize yourself. Maybe that's why whoever's forgiven much loves much. That's right. Because they know the fake because they've been de delivered of all of it. Now, here's the thing. You don't have the time or the, the season that we're in to go through and learn it the hard way. If you go and learn it the hard way now, you're going to completely screw yourself over for the destiny that you could be walking mm -hmm. in. Uh, people have already learned the hard way, and so you don't have to. The school of hard knocks is boarded up. It's so there's no teachers there anymore. Yeah, so it's not going to go over well. So that's the, that's the thing is, if you understand that these are such huge traps, that's usually what keeps people from rising. So false white dove. It's usually going to be alchemy. Uh, which what is alchemy they're talking about taking a sinful thing and transmuting it into a holy thing and so there's kind of it's a it's really new age it's very much like you know evil kabbalah that's like it's it's the wickedness that comes down from the high places um so that it's usually going to appear as purity um usually this is what makes it difficult to spot it usually uses real anointing like, oh, there was anointing. So you can no longer discern things by the anointing on them. Because stolen oil, it's stolen oil. Stolen oil, stolen oil. So uh, they use real anointing, it's just stolen. Some people, they're just walking in piss, demon piss, and they think it's the anointing because they don't have a nose yet, they, don't, they can't smell it, or they're stopped up in their nose, or their senses, they're just... And a lot of people even got inside-minded in the glory stream, uh, this happens to them. Even just the demon piss, they'll think it's anointing. So what about when they have actual anointing and not just the demon piss that normally get <laughs> deceives? Do you see what I'm saying? Like it has that that refinement has to be there. And if you're not sure about something or what you're getting into, and you're like, I don't know, I'm just a baby. I don't even hear yet. Stay in what you know. That's why in the Book of Revelation, Jesus Christ said, "I'm not asking you to do all this other crazy stuff. You just hold tight to what you have." until the end. But that means your foundations in purity and holiness always err on the side of purity and holiness. Always err on the side of those things that you you know God has given to you. You understand that. Don't try and go out and pioneer some kind of crazy stuff. Like uh, This is another one that the Lord explained to me. He showed me one of the common ones that demons have. Again, let's get out the demon playbook. Let's see what's in their playbook. What do they like to do? If you look at, you know, this is 2023, most of your tests are going to be on, like, Instagram, Messenger, um, text messages, and then whatever, like, interactions you have, like, in public with, like, humans. Those are going to be your testing grounds. So un if you understand that, you know when you pick up your phone, you're not just haphazardly and just checking my phone. Like, you want to put on the full armor every day when you wake up. This is the time that we're in. This is full-out war. So this is typically what the demon playbook is going to look like towards the false white dove, the false love, that's going to be your number one enemy from getting into the sun. That's the number one enemy from getting on the moon and getting in the sun. If you look through your text messages and your, your Facebook messages, your Instagram messages, if you typically are going to have a lot of messages from like the opposite sex, where you're revelating together, sharing memes and stories and things to kind of make each other laugh, and that's a normal part of your everyday life, you're already steeped in false love. You're already deep in it. That's like the basis of your encouragement and your Christianity. And it's, oh, we're just, I'm sharing my growth to them. 
it's nothing that anyone in normal Christianity would even have a problem with. That's the thing. It's like why so many people fight this is because they're like, what are you talking about? Like, this is, what about brotherly Absolutely love? Absolutely true. It's putrid sin. Yeah. It's really high level sin that's tolerated in uh, charismatic Christianity. And, and that's what keeps them on the earth. And they think it's purity, they think it's righteousness, because you're talking about the it's things of God. It's not fellowship. Yeah, it's not fellowship, it's fellowship. That's why you get covered in feces, but you can't smell it, but the prophets can, and it's kind of like, whatever we say to you, you don't want to hear it, but you're covered in dookie. I had partial <laughs> revelation of it for a while. I tell you, I didn't really understand how bad it was until this last year. But I remember, every step of the way, the sorcerer of Babylon would take advantage of Christian niceness. So I was always on guard against that because I saw that's how he's enslaved right. Christians in Christian niceness. And so Christian niceness is like the first awakening to how bad the magic arts of Babylon are upon you. Just being nice to people. A Christian is to be nice and just a, to a tolerant and tolerance and tolerating others and just loving everyone. Mm -hmm. Listen guys, you, you know you say loving everyone, people manifest just on that. You can't love sin and walk with Christ. You can't love demons and walk with Christ. Right. Now, Jesus was the friend of sinners. They all tra they all transformed. Otherwise, right. what did he say? Go and sin no more lest something worse happen to you. He was giving death threats to sinners in the Bibles, guys. But when you're steeped in false love, there's always this false grace and a, and a false comforting upon rebellion. Right. And people are That's steeped good. in it. There has to be a strictness and a severity, a sword against sin wisdom is knowing the difference that can divide the difference between what jesus accepts and what jesus rejects remember half the stuff down here is the fall of nations and what he redeems he receives only through fire which means changes so your very nation your nationality your your culture your very um, identity your thought life even your taste buds physically will all change in the fire of God. You will not be the same creature if you're walking with the risen Christ. That's so good. A uh, couple more uh, notes here for you <clears throat> to help recognize it. Uh, let's see. He so wants appears... to upgrade your zip code. Yeah, to a higher place. Right, so if it's the rise and the fall, <laughs> you want to be rising. Right, so we're going to go up. God always upgrades <clears throat> zip codes. Amen. So it appears as purity. Real anointing, it's just stolen. Uh, another characteristic here is that you don't ascend or you stop ascending. A lot of times, if anytime you stop ascending or if you're not ascending, it's usually almost, I would say nine times out of ten, some kind of a form of false love uh, that the user might be blind to. But that's all we deal with as we go up. The majority of these heights, even over the sun, is more refining of false love, right? Satan's love. We were just looking at that the other night. All this stuff in the media about, you know, the stuff going on with Target and all like, you know, the, the pride stuff that's going on almost like year round now instead of just like one month out of the year, you know, for them to blast that everywhere. It's just, it's going on all the time. And so we're looking at the designers who come out with those things. We're saying, you know, they're just outright, you know, we worship Satan. And their whole thing was, uh, was it Satan loves, 
you know, pronouns. Like, or like your pro it was all their, like, oh, yeah. Satan is love. The and was, Reaper has visited Target. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, so. It's just, it's really interesting. Grin like, Reaper. Whether you're just in the world as a non-believer, that's his ploy. He's like, oh yeah, Satan is love. Satan's very loving. Or if you're a deceived believer, he he, he appears as a false Jesus of love. Because he knows you're not going to go for a Satan. You know, because you're a believer, you're smarter than that. So just adjust the deception a little bit. There you go. Works most of the time. But not anymore. Uh, so if you notice a problem with ascension, or you try to get to a sapphire stone and you're like stuck in like the shell of it or the foreskin of it is what it is. It's the foreskin of the heart. Uh, if there's an issue there, if you first start to look, okay, where's the false love in my life? That's probably the best place to start. And, and ask for it, pray, God said, what? Ask and you shall receive. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And so you ask and you seek and you knock and he makes it known to you, which means the door opens to you. Enoch's door, that's how it opens to you. Ask, seek, and knock. But when you ask, be prepared to hear truth that you might not like. You might not like the changes that it causes you to make. Now, for me personally, uh, and this is for everyone who does this, probably one of the hardest things when you first start on that destruction of false love is you take everything that you think is your Christian love, because you think you're so great at loving people, right? That's like the human animal, right? Oh, but I've, I'm finally so good at loving people, where I used to not be good at loving people. That's my ability. That's how I minister to others. What do you mean? I'm, what if I come across as mean? People are going to know that I just cut them off from their supply of love. You just cut them off from your supply Start of Start filling blood. up that block list. <laughs> Start filling Amen. Hallelujah. But just, All of many nations is at hand. Now, something you can do that's really practical, this is the same thing I did. I just completely cold turkey cut off pretty much every conversation that I was having, especially when it comes to people of the opposite sex. It can be people, it could be, you know, the same, you know, gender person. Uh, but you're really just, whatever it is that you think is love that you're giving, just stop it. Put it on the altar and let it die. What, I'm not going to be loving anymore. Literally, if you take that Isaac to the altar, you know what happens? Instead of you're trying to love, God's love will automatically bubble up within you and overflow. It would be a radiant true light, which would be like a piercing sword of the Garden of Eden that would just slaughter your enemies. A couple more notes here. Um, you'll notice if, if false love is something you're dealing with, uh, you'll be very focused on favor and enjoying people in the natural realm to refresh yourself. Like your refreshment comes from external things, people, conversations, text messages, or oh, I just need that to build myself up. Um, your entire refreshment can come from the Word of God, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. Him, like He is more than enough. Any extra thing we need to add on there because I just need to be refreshed, I just need to be encouraged. You're not going to the source. When you don't go directly to the source, there will always be mixture. And when there's mixture, it's only a pissing party of com everyone comparing each other's containers of mixture. And I have more, or you have less. I have less mixture than you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm more mature than you. And Animal that's when you ability. get into that. It's, it's, a, it's a pissing match, basically, of levels of holiness. 
Anarantri described this as a people that learns how to eat of the hand of God. So everyone comes full and overflowing, which is true fellowship. That you've been eating from the hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. Amen. From the hand of the Father. Uh, so instead of focus on the favor or increases in favor, because you know when you go up and you start to grow your spirit, you'll notice people start to treat you different, or maybe you're glowing, maybe you have more favor. That's nice, you can receive that, but don't like give yourself to it. Never be like, that's a sign of my maturity. Because you have to be steady and rock solid the same. What's the best example Whether they're of that? In, the, in the New Testament, when Hosanna, they try to... then crucify him exactly. and then, four hours. And then, oh, look, it's Zeus and People Hermes. And then killing them. So worship You can the, never be affirmed by but, human beings. Right. So that's, that's really good. That's really powerful. And that, that can be really hard because if you've been on this path for some time or seeking this path... You've probably been really mistreated and abused by others your entire life. And that's a lot of you. And so when it fine oh, people are finally nice to me. It's really tempting to be like, oh, it's, it feels so good. People finally love me. I found my tribe. Here, Well, here's the thing. And they Ooh. jump into the, the false love. And then get destroyed. <laughs> and then they don't grow there either, so it doesn't even matter. Right. So don't make it this far just to get destroyed by these things. Right? You know, we're putting the warning signs up on the path. Boots can... of burnished bronze celestial hiking yep. that's the focus ascension yep. we're going to our god jesus christ says i'm ascending to my god and your god why your god also and not just his god because he expects you to follow him upwards yep uh, another <laughs> another uh, characteristic here is there'll be no covenant with the eyes right so you'll notice that your eyes will not be in control by the holy spirit which basically that means uh, it could be as far as like when you're reading the word, you notice your eyes tend to go away. Like they're not controlled by the spirit. Your eyes don't want to stay on the word you're studying. And then also just in practical, when you go out in nature or you go out and around people, if your eyes start looking at people, you know, their body parts that people tend to look at. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if we have kids watching or something like that, but that's how the spirit wants to say it today. But um, the eyes... When you're maturing and you're walking in our path, the eyes change. And so uh, one of the um, alchemy versions of false love, this is a deception of angels who appear as pure light and purity and love and all that kind of stuff, is they will try to pervert that and say, oh, well, there's so much light coming out of your eyes. When you're looking at, you know, the scantily clad women or men that now you're clothing them with light, it's okay. You're pure now. You don't have to be afraid to look at him. You're not supposed to be afraid to look at him. Does that sound familiar? Again, that's in the demon playbook. Everyone who owns a copy of the demon playbook knows it's in the demon playbook. But the problem is, Christians have been afraid to look at the playbook or ask about it or see what is the enemy device. What, did the, what, what was written in the New Testament? We're not unawares. The path is narrower than we thought. In the New Testament, he says, we are not unawares of Satan's devices because they understood the things that Jesus taught them and the way that he walked in. We're largely missing that. And anything that comes about the demonic or, you know, the evil side, everyone just mostly in fear and paranoia instead of, hey, we should actually be educated and informed. Uh, just mean, like you're getting more set apart than Amish people. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, the Amish are Enoch horse. would be up on a mountain. <laughs> He'd never go down to participate with what human beings are doing ever. Ever. Right. 
like just not going to any of your parties, any of the crap you're doing. Right. I mean, I'm not just protesting Disneyland and Target and Bud Light. I'm protesting your entire existence. And that's the holiness of Enoch. And then you read about it in Enoch and then also the book of Adam and Eve and there's other books. There was even a detesting for human food. I mean, you need wisdom, but there's also just the desire for the heavenly is always higher always. than the earthly for everything. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy Taco Bell. Okay? Unless when you get nervous out there. But, but it, it, means, my it means that what Enoch is saying, and Enoch really is the main one who ascended these realms. And it's, it's written in the Word, and this is an Enoch generation. This is your professor. Enoch is your, prove, your professor in the generation of the resurrection because he already resurrected. Mm -hmm. And he was a human being like you, and he completely transfigured into his perfect sonship form mm -hmm. as if there had been no curse of the fall. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to meet with him in person in angel form to be able to bring these teachings to you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so we're in Enoch school. This is Enoch Company, and it is very, very strict and so fun and fun it's so it's literally the most fun the most exciting i mean the revelations the cloud uh and it's the highest cost it's worth it but totally the worth highest it. reward yeah because afterwards you realize that the stuff that you kind of you made a down payment so wasn't anything you're dealing that with the pinnacle of perfection of christianity mm -hmm. with the, the standard in this ministry you can't expect most christians in the laodicean church to accept rlm it's mm -hmm. impossible for them they're going to go find some watered-down other ministry that doesn't have the standard of Enoch. Something less strict. That's not, that's not our mandate. You know, they might have a different mandate to be something else and be nursery and all kinds of stuff out there. I tell you the truth, the standard here for us is the perfection of sonship and overcoming death. I mean, that's the only thing we're going after because that's the only thing God's ever trained us in or told us to teach and preach. So just don't expect lukewarm Christians who are all-inclusive and just kumbaya on Sunday morning to be all-in to the radical perfection of Enoch. It's a remnant of a remnant of a remnant. I remember the prophets talking about the manifest sons of God 10, 15, 20 years ago. Bob Jones would be saying, it's a remnant of a remnant of a remnant. How many remnants deep do you have to go to find the sons of God? In the glory stream, people, amongst those that are all into signs and wonders and miracles and all the wildest charismatic stuff. And that's what the prophets were saying 10, 20, oh, yeah. 30 He's years ago. talking about the thousandfold <laughs> in the sun. Bob Jones talking about the thousandfold in the sun. Because a remnant, a hundredfold of a remnant, sixtyfold of a remnant, What did Bob say? Bob Jones said, my generation was the dark ages, but your generation is called to the stars. Yep. His exact words, some of his last words before he died. Yeah, Stone Age. Stone Age versus the Star mm -hmm. Age. And yeah. what's the Star Age? Sapphire Stones. Yeah, he talked Righteous about the planets. The second heaven them. Christianity conquering everything that's up there already. Yeah. And you can call it anything you want, but the truth of it is, it yeah. is righteousness and it mm -hmm. does incorporate quite a bit of the interpretation of the Old Testament that people call Kabbalah nowadays mm -hmm. because it's been mapped out by the Jewish mystics of the Old Testament. Yep. This is why there's preserved. not really a starting over. 
You know, if you read the words of Christ, the New Testament's not a starting over. It's a fulfilling of the old. Yeah, he said, I came to fulfill it. So the Song of Moses in Revelation 15, you got to get this because some of you are going to need this ammunition for all the attacks you're going to incur. The Song (laughs) of Moses is the highest level of interpreting the Old Testament. Okay? It's not the wisdom of just the church age. It's the wisdom of the ages, all ages. So if you don't have the wisdom of the Jewish sages that interpreted the Old Testament in the depths that's available, which is the total mapping out of the second heavens, which is already done for you, which is what Kabbalah is. I'm not talking about the abuse of Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about taking the scriptures, going into the depths of angelic truths, where real holy angels are, and understanding the Old Testament in the wisdom of those ages. That's the true form of Kabbalah. And if you are nervous about calling it that, you don't have to. You can call it righteousness. Yeah. Because it is called righteousness, but it is also called Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. And it's not demonic. It's totally a mapping out of a geography that's neutral, like Canaan, mm-hmm. that's full of Canaanites. And the Canaanites want all the Christians to be fearful and paranoid about this whole mm-hmm. geography. We're not going into the mm-hmm. promised land. We're just grasshoppers and they're giants. Mm-hmm. And so that whole mentality is how we're facing the second heavens in this generation. Those that remain in the earthly will perish. They will all perish. I don't care how charismatic, glory, blah, 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 signs and wonders it is. If it remains on the earth, you will die in the wilderness. In this generation, anyone that remains earthly in any form of Christianity, no matter how sound their doctrine is, they're gone. They're obliterated. And that's what's going to happen like the days of Noah. But those who rise will inherit new heavens and new earth. So your salvation is based on an upward ascent in Christ and learning systems that have already been mapped out in the previous covenant. That, my friends, is Moses. And there are many Jews that are totally and completely faithful to Moses and even open to Messiah for all Israel shall be saved, Romans 11. Even those that were cut off, that stuck with the Old Testament for thousands of years, what does Romans 11 say? They'll be re-engrafted in. I believe as remnants like this remnant in Red Letter Ministries ascend into the second heaven through sapphire stones, we're going to reveal to the Jews the Messiah is Jesus. And this is why we're here. And this is why we have a glorified form of what you've mapped out for us. A cosmic tree of life. They've been. Yeah. Why are they cut off? Tree. Because they're outside the gates, even though they've mapped out the geography. Because Jesus is the gate. Amen. He is the way. He is the gate. He is the whole thing. And you can't have it without him. And this is what the Spirit of the Lord told me about um, the awakening of the Jews and the re-engraftation in the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. He is He is the Messiah. Ooh. Man, ooh, did you feel that? Ooh. Oh, he wants his people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I feel that. Mm. Have your way, Lord. Have your people. Wow, I feel that his desire for the Jewish people—it's really strong. He—he uh, he told me that. Um, he reminded me about Bobby Connor when he went. This was probably a little while back when he went overseas, and they stopped him in the airport security. And uh, Israel, I think, was going to Jerusalem. And they told him, they're like, you're a man of God. You're a prophet. He said, yeah. 
and then they say you say all these you do all these things and that and they said and then they asked him why why don't you talk to our you know their ra our rabbis our leaders why don't you tell them like what and he you know he told them because they're not ready yet and I'll tell you what the Spirit of the Lord told me he said you know they're not ready yet but you know who's not been ready yet you guys haven't been ready yet True. this is the preparation because here's the thing people who those who already have the ancient wisdom of King David of Moses why would they want your form of cheap Christianity which more likely resembles Esau to them than the Messiah and that's I mean that might hurt a little bit to hear that but that's exactly what the Spirit of the Lord showed me he said you know you might not have 50 years of your life to go over every little you know Hebrew sign and things like that but the revelation the cosmic righteousness of Jesus Christ that he is the Moshiach he is the Messiah of the Jewish people it's him all their Kabbalah mysticism it's fulfilled in him and so sure. when you bring forth a more powerful cosmic gospel and a more powerful ancient mystic Jewish Kabbalah of which Jesus Christ who came in the flesh who died for the sins of the world and was raised to life and ascended he is the master of all Kabbalah he, he is Enoch's cube he is the way he is the truth and he is the life he is the ancient wisdom there is no other true sapphire stones but Jesus Christ he is the Messiah and when we bring that forth in this company as a company of people beginning to walk in it and learn that wisdom why were the Pharisees so shocked when they saw the Apostles they could say how are these unlearned men speaking like this even though they didn't have that classic education that would take you many many years that classic Jewish education and all their secret you know the secrets of Moses Jesus taught them the fulfillment of that and though they only had those you know three years with him and then they had all that time with the Holy Spirit the rest of their time on earth that's what we're talking about apostolic power apostolic fire kingdom age restoration of the people of Israel Jacob is going to be re-engrafted and it's going to be Jesus Christ it's time for true second heavens Christianity I thought one of the most encouraging things to me this year because God's always doing such wild frontline stuff in our ministry is a, when there's confirmations you know you have most people just telling you you're wrong all the time and then the signs and wonders and heaven and angels come and they say well no you're spot on they're just deceived mm -hmm. and that has happened constantly since we've been pioneering since starting this ministry well this year it happened when I was reading The Torch and the Sword by the uh, Rick Joyner, which is the third book in the Final Quest series, in The Torch and the Sword, Jesus Christ is explaining to Rick the book of Revelation being all about the second heavens. And for me, it was just like, whoa, the whole promised land just solidified in my mind because you don't hear this stuff anywhere else. And so that's why there's so much opposition. It sounds like strange teaching and error, but then all of a sudden you get these golden nuggets here and there from other people that are tapping in to the things of the kingdom of heaven, and it's confirmed. 
-hmm. So you get the confirmation. The establishment of second heavens Christianity is what will get the attention of the Jews to be engrafted into the second heaven Christ. Notice second heaven Christ is the word. First heaven Christ is in blood and water form. Blood, water, spirit on earth, three in heaven that are one, spirit, word, and the Father. It is written, 1 John 5. So our job is to solidify the blood, the water, and the spirit up into word form, which is Torah, in the second heavens. Then you have a commanding Torah, which is the creator's word, in those realms. That's when the gates of the pearls open and it pours out true light, true Shekinah, into everyone outside the gates. And if you look who's up there, it's all the sorcerers, which are all the rich and the rulers of the nations and their religions. And you can say they're all bad when, in the sense that all men are sinners, it's true, but they're not all sorcerers. They're not. A lot of them are genuinely seeking God. It's not all just corrupted George Soros Jewish Mafia murderers. There's a lot of people that are just ignorant out there. And when the gates of the 12 pearls open in the second heavens, releasing the blood and the water of the word, which is correct interpretation of the New Testament, it will pour out and consume their minds to understand the gospel. The heavens pouring forth speech, righteousness being restored, reigning from the heavens above. The sorcerer is actually a tiny minority that has huge, vast amounts of power. Even the secularists, like the Alex Jones mm -hmm. company out here, they will say, how can a 1%, less than 1% of the population, deceive so many billions? Stolen Jewish space. They're astonished by that even without Christ right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's shocking to them, but that's how Satan is running his kingdom. Uh, but this is the kingdom age of Jesus Christ. So there is coming a transfer of power, of wealth, and the truth is being restored to the people of God. I mean the truth, the whole truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's being restored to the people of God. You are not destined to live under a rock, to live in a chicken coop. You are not destined to be stuck in a little religious box. You weren't born for that and you know it. If you're at the sound of our voice tonight, you know it. You were not meant for that limitation. And so it's almost like it can be a frustration sometimes. Like, how do I break these boxes? This is how you do it. It's that sacrifice of the self-nature. And I want to finish a couple of more points here so you can recognize that spirit of false love, that false Holy Spirit, that religious spirit. It's all tied together. This is really key. Because a higher wisdom will always, this is a principle that we've established, a higher wisdom will always appear as foolishness and immaturity. So a higher wisdom will always appear to our minds as foolishness and immaturity. So knowing that and understanding that when the foolishness of God hits, when the foolishness of God comes to you, concealing that wisdom he wants to bring you into the next level, it's to humble us and receive it like a child. Receive the kingdom like a child. Every single next step that you go up, it's more receiving like a child and more putting away the, what do they call it, the evil adult or the foolish king, you know, the wise in our own eyes. Higher wisdom will always appear as foolishness and immaturity. 
to these ones, that means what there, there's a deception of false love. Because the ways of God have nothing to do... The ways... Okay, so their ways that they think are from God have nothing to do with God's actual requirements. Let's say that again. Higher wisdom will always appear as foolishness and immaturity when you're under the covering of false love, right? The veils and the scales that are coming off. Hmm. Veils and scales ministries. Because to those ones, their requirements of wisdom and maturity, how wisdom and how maturity should look to them, the veils and scales, has nothing to do with God's actual requirements. The only true maturity in existence is heights on sapphire stones. That's it. There is no other maturity other than heights on sapphire stones in all the universe. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's a phantom. It's a shadow. Anywhere in your opinion, anywhere in my opinion, or our ideas of what maturity should look like, will always appear, the true one will appear as foolishness and immaturity or childlikeness if it's higher than when we are, where we are. Through the veils and scales, they call good evil and evil good. They call maturity immaturity. That's absolutely accurate. You are wrestling the veils and scales on all Christians right now. That's what the civil war is. And I found the only thing that burns off veils and scales is the sun of righteousness. Amen. A cosmic, heavenly light of the word of God that will burn so bright it just melt them right into their eyes. They say, hide us from him who sits upon the throne. Ooh. And from the believers that have ascended to the throne. Why? Because they're too bright. They want to hide behind veils and scales of mm-hmm. earthly Christianity. They're hiding behind their own belief systems about Jesus Christ and their own little worship time and their own little Bible time and all the little devotional time and things they do with their families that are Christian and holy and all this stuff. Earthly tradition nullifies the power of the Word of God it is written. What kind of earthly tradition do you think Jesus is talking about in the Bible? Stuff that looks exactly like what God prescribes in Scripture. Which means doing what God prescribes in Scripture on earth is the tradition that nullifies the power of the Word. Otherwise, the Jews would want what you have, but obviously they don't because it's not it's better than earth, what they already have. Because it's not in the second known. heavens yet. Once it's in the second heavens, they'll want what you got because right. it will be more powerful than them outside the gates. Yep. So if you want to write that down for your notes, let's say that again because if you get anything tonight, I want you to get this. The only true maturity. We got note takers tonight. The only true maturity in existence. is heights on sapphire stones. The only true maturity in existence is heights on sapphire stones. So if at any point we judge or we look for a type of maturity that looks like anything different than just heights on sapphire stones, sapphire stones that are circumcised, consecrated, you're actually walking in the narrow path, not cosmic unrighteousness. There is no other maturity than that. That's Christ. 
So if you, so if you're expecting someone to have something else other than just a high place on sapphire stones, you want a maturity that's not Jesus. You're looking for another maturity. Guess what? You're only going to find other than that, Satan. There's still measures in us because we haven't conquered all the way, where we expect maturity to be some external ability or this thing or this other thing. As long as you're going up sapphire stones in the narrow path, that is the path of maturity. Everything is said, seek you first, the kingdom, Malkut, and his righteousness, right? The Vav, you go up, and all these things will be added to you. So as you go up sapphire stones, that's your maturity. That's where you're at. Any other maturity, we learn to despise it, forsake it, not seek after that, because all those other things that you need in your life be added to you as you rise on sapphire stones because that is Jesus Christ and there is no other maturity than Jesus Christ himself he is maturity he is wisdom and what Brandon said that light of righteousness is the only thing that burns it up this is how you can tell Esau apart from the true inheritance of Jacob the the parts of Esau are those kingdom of darkness those the foreskins that are being removed Right, the shells being removed from the sapphire stones. Esau despised the inheritance. I'll give you some notes from my study. Esau despised the inheritance. Esau, how do you recognize Esau? Esau despised the inheritance. That's the holy Kabbalah of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life exactly. of sapphire stones. Esau exposed the horror Bible. If you hate the sapphire stones, the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that is Esau. Be Why did he despise the inheritance? Because he despised the light of the inward intelligence of the son of righteousness. They hate intelligence. They hate true divine intelligence. The only way to attain this true light of intelligence is by becoming an overcomer and standing on the moon as it is written standing on the moon clothed in the sun the person who does not bind himself to this light of divine intelligence wisdom and vitality corresponds to Esau and if you notice they hate divine intelligence this is what Esau did he despised the birthright he despised the inner intelligence, which is the right of the firstborn. He hated it. He wanted to just bear his heart, go after his lust, what he felt like. He didn't value intelligence. He had his own intelligence, which was going after the lust of his flesh, the lust of his eyes, the lust of his heart. That's why it says, you know, about Esau despising intelligence, you can quote Proverbs 18, verse 2. The fool does not desire understanding. That is a symptom of the evil kingdom. That's why when you see people start to get into the glory and the things of God, when they are Esau, when they serve at Esau's table, when they have Esau's genetics, which is the seed line of Cain, they hate divine intelligence. It's that the brightness. It is the light of the sun of righteousness, which is the divine intelligence that fools do not desire understanding and so to the measure that is in us we must repent of it if you hate divine intelligence you'll still be led by your brain because the brain 
unsanctified by the sun of righteousness, does not know true divine intelligence. It just goes after its own what I want in my hand, what I see with my eyes, and what I feel with my genitalia. That's why when you look at ooh, the brain, the, the at where there should be knowledge, but anywhere there's knowledge without Christ, it's not true knowledge. It's not true wisdom. It's not true intelligence. That's why you have that abyss of the bone throne of Satan, where there should be a sapphire stone since the curse of the fall of man. That seed of Satan in the mind, in, in the fallen mind, that claims intelligence. Greeks seek after knowledge, and then the Jews, they seek after signs and wonders. We're going after something entirely different than that. That's why anything that you've seen as a Kabbalah study up until now has not been what your spirit has been searching and longing for, which is the light of the sun and that rainbow emerald halo of the throne of God taking the place of the throne of Satan in the brain. You will have a renewed brain. You will have a sanctified brain. Those are higher levels on sapphire stones. So just about the time you get used to sacrificing your brain and into your spirit, God's going to give you a new mind. He's going to give you a new brain. And it's going to be controlled by sapphire stones of Jesus Christ with the rainbow halo. But here's the thing. This is, this is what you need to understand. When is it? Well, how do I know? I'm going to teach you something now. This is from the Lord. This is not from me. When you have the evil impulse, and we're talking about the genitals, we're talking about the bowels, it starts in the bowels, that's why when you fast from food, you start to gain control over the evil impulse of the flesh. Fasting burns it out because it starts, we're talking metaphysically, invisibly, but also naturally, in the bowels. That's why that works. So when you burn it out through prayer and fasting, you can do that. But anytime you're dealing with that, even as you go in the heights, you'll deal with the evil impulse of the flesh. We're talking the sexual impulse, right? And you have discretion if you'd like your kids to continue watching or not while you're watching at home. So when you feel that, what do you do? Deaden it. Prune it. This is how the rabbis of old understood. When the evil impulse hits you, and you feel that temptation, just even the impulse that the brain from the bone throne of Satan impulses to your body and you feel a sexual impulse or an urge of some kind like that. When you feel that, you deaden it, you consider yourself, what? Dead to sin, New Testament. But what did the sages and the rabbis of old understand how it would go away? The only thing that ever worked for any Jew was the study of Torah the word of God and this is this was a saying among them is that when that evil impulse hits you study the Torah you get into the word of God until it flees there was that they would pray they would pray like, um, you know the Lord your God is one God they would I will love the Lord my God with all my heart my mind my soul and they would go to war against this I mean it's actually astounding these also rabbis known as the altar of incense these amen these rabbis were putting in for so long more effort against this than you typically see in most Christians. And it's just, it's shocking. But this works. If you feel that impulse of the flesh, 
get into the word of God, speak it out loud. When you speak it out loud, that goes through your belly, right? Your The words, you're speaking the sound waves through your bowels, through the atmosphere, through the air, and you speak it out loud or you put it into your eyes. And if it, and this is what they would say, if you do that and it, and it goes away, great. If not, keep studying the Torah. Another thing they would say is if it's persistent or if it accosts you, if it, if it gets you, drag it to the Torah study with you. <laughs> that was the thing, like, you just, more Torah. Say the prayer to go, to go into the Word because they understood that the power of the Word of God is the power to overcome the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And even if it lays hold of you, even if you fall, even if you sin, drag that demon go with you to the Word, the word go back to the Word. Mm-hmm. And event, because they said eventually you will overcome it. And that's even without them knowing that's what Jesus who Messiah described. is. Yeah. Yeah, the prodigals both had to kill and eat. Which is yep. go back and feast on the word in order to stay in the Father's house, which was stay clean from sin. Yep. And their thing that they said there is even if you would fall to the pray to that, to drag that demon with you <laughs> to the Torah study. You might have to kill more would... than one goat. <laughs> like, all right, I'm just gonna take that evil impulse with me to the Torah study, and we're gonna slay it. And because they understood that if you continue to do that with that prescription, you would eventually overcome. And it wouldn't get you anymore. So, now what this the, I wanted to speak that to you to establish and that principle. The goat principle. is what mm-hmm. symbolized the demonic impulse, right? And so they'd send it out to Azazel mm-hmm. in the wilderness because it belonged to the fallen angels, right? So that impulse, when you're probably familiar with it biologically, where it starts in the gut, like in the in the bowels, it starts there, and then that's where it goes. It starts in the mind, but it pulses. Where you'll usually feel it is in the bowels first. Then it touches the genitalia. With any, if you the first sign of any impulse like that, get into the Word of God. And now, here, what was the prescription if they weren't at home and they couldn't study, they were working, they were on the road traveling? To uh, remember the scriptures that you do know, or think about heaven, think about God. There were certain prayers that they had memorized, like, I will love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. And then just contemplating and thinking about the things that you have learned in the Word of God so far Bob would Jones be enough. Bob called it um, putting the Word up in your living room, Yeah. which is inside your mind. Yes. So all the interior of your mind has scripture in it. And so between the bread and the incense, which is the prayer, like Brandon mentioned, that's actually you being the temple because the priests, when they would eat the bread of the presence and they would offer the incense of prayer, it would protect them from the evil impulse of the flesh and that sexual temptation. That's how the priesthood was protected. But you were a holy nation, a nation of priests. So when you do that, you're eating the bread, right? The revelation of the word of the presence of God. And you're offering prayer as incense. And that will protect you from that impulse of the flesh. These are all strategic blueprints of how all of you can ascend to the moon. Yasat which is Joseph's realm, that angelic realm of the angel of Joseph who is over the moon with Archangel Gabriel because the sexual purity, who can ascend the mountain of the Lord, who can ascend sapphire stones, he who has clean hands, pure heart, and has not self-promoted or lifted himself up. So the self-promotion is often the, the fruit of the flesh when we get into religion. The stuff I've done is what promotes me. I'm telling you now, it's what he's done that you believe in, that you experience through you, that lifts you up. So it's it's going more into the lamb. 
bride of the Lamb, which means it's all about His sacrifice, the getting mixed in your spirit, mixed in your soul, mixed in your mind, getting all of His words and belief systems that Messiah believed written inside the temple, inside the walls of the body where your spirit man is always in the temple. So when you have all the same words surrounding your spirit that the Messiah had, you're going to have the same experiences automatically. The issue is getting all of you out through going into the Lamb and getting the Lamb formed in you. Because then you go up real easily because you're as pure as the Lamb, spotless virgin, the virgin bride of Christ. Right. So when, so when angels of light that come to deceive, when you're out and about, tell you, hey, it's okay to look at that shirtless man. Oh, hey, it's okay for you to look at that woman who, you know, that you might be attracted to. It's okay because, you know, you're pure now. You're going to clothe them with light. Or everything's becoming holy. It's, you know, those deceptions, when they you, hit you with that. That's not how you find husbands or wives either. Right. You have to give that to the Lord. And yep. he adds those things unto you, it is written. Amen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm telling you, the strictness and the severity with all the lust and the false love is essential for getting out of Earth's atmosphere, right. which is your first step in becoming an overcomer. So when those um, evil angels of fallen light come to deceive you, and when they tempt you with that in the moment, because I guarantee if you're on this path, it's standard procedure every rung along the way. Jezebel's tower is going to start shooting arrows right, at you. Right, shooting arrows at you. You'll have temples of Jezebel around you as you consider like, where did all the this come out the woodwork when you if start If you rising? even say yes in the spirit world mm -hmm. by making decisions to ascend, the enemy can see that and you're targeted. That's right. why so like, no temptation sees Yeah. So since we've walked this path, you're going to go through, but it, it won't be as bad as you think it is. And honestly, yeah. it's not going to kill you. It's going to resurrect you and give you eternal life. And it's fun. And there's nothing worth doing in life any, anyway right. other than this. Do? This is the only thing in life yeah. worth doing. And rising in it is how you'll grow in wisdom. Wisdom builds through seven pillars up into the heavens. What is the wisdom that builds up into the heavens? It's God fully formed on the inside of you in all of his ways and how he created the world and how are you to be in a cloud over the earth. Those who ascend to him in Revelation 14, 14 participate with his works in the end times. Those that aren't seated with the cloud with him in Revelation 14, 14 will absolutely have no part in what Jesus Christ is doing in the end times. What they're going to be doing is stuff with the familiar spirits down on the earth as distractions, mm -hmm. false revivals, which is the same as false messiahs, because they're saying Jesus is here when Jesus is up on a cloud. Jesus ain't there. Your religion's there. Your sorcery, your bewitchment's there. Jezebel's there. Jezebel is a false prophet. If you read Revelation, can counterfeit all the stuff of the charismatic church. Right? That's how you can say to someone who does miracle signs and wonders and who healed the sick and drove out demons in my name, because a higher-ranking demon will cast out a lower-ranking demon. So if you get around Jezebel, principality, high-ranking demon, you can drive out demons out of people in the name of Jesus. Because she's over the demons too. on the earth. But Jezebel's yeah. Jesus is Satan. Yeah. It's Lucifer, she an has, angel of light. She has pretty much authority to drive out whatever demons she wants that are earth-level ranking. That's right. Uh, because that's her rank. And that's why Jesus said, what's the most important yeah. thing? To know him. In order to know him, you have to walk with him along the way, burning up your heart, which is human interpretation of everything in the earthly. And you will get burned a lot because you're, you know, we don't have all of the wisdom of the ages formed in us at birth. You'll learn it as you go. You know, that's how you get really familiar with the blood and the water real quick. Just stay clean every day and what you have to go yep. through in this world. You have problems. Be right. of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So now it's your turn. 
to overcome the world Greek word cosmos, which is the heavens. Who's overcome the heavens? We're learning how to. To live in the heavenly places. To live over the towers of the enemy. The Tower of Babylon. Babylon's a tower. Tower of Babel. Which means it's a high place of influencing thought life through demon spirits. I tell you the truth. Hardly any Christians that are higher than the Tower of Babel. Doesn't mean that they're demonic, so to speak. They can have armor on. You can have armor on, be faithful in the measure you have, and not be and be resilient and resistant to right. those towers. Uh, that's why what we're giving you right now, this is a shield upgrade. So oh, if you we need to get you over, over the towers with wisdom. Yep. Then that stuff to just comes smashing down. Yep. So this is a shield upgrade for you, these blueprints. So if you want to make a little picture of it or take a note of it, this is a shield. When you have a shield upgrade, the shield is going to help you so it's not just your armor that's what most people pelted. are at, dealing with the moon and overcoming yeah. the tower of Jezebel. So this is, this is a strategy from the Holy Spirit. Why we were talking about the details about the impulse of the flesh. So uh, you can put for your notes, uh, sexual temptation slash impulse of the flesh. And that's going to be, put. you can put a marker for the moon next to that, or Yasad. Because that is all that sphere. This is how you do it. So if you want to go ahead and make a note there. So every Archangel time, of Yasad, the moon, Gabriel, right? Gabriel, corresponding to Joseph and his purity yep. and overcoming Jezebel, which is Potiphar's wife. And then all the bitterness of your brothers and sisters that attack you as you arise, so now that stuff clings to you. All that nature of Joseph gets formed in you as you go from earth to moon. Okay, so, Revelation 12.1, standing on the moon. Amen. Okay, so for the blueprint here, when that impulse comes, just what we, we talked about, prayer, do a short prayer, and the Word of God, Torah. So, Torah study, go and go and write that, T-O-R-A-H, in case we don't know how to spell it. Yeah, that's fine. Torah study, and prayer. If you are at work, on the go, on the move, uh, that's the meditate on the scripture that the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind, or whichever one that you can grab out of your ammunition ASAP. That's as soon as you feel that first impulse of a sexual feeling in your bowels, you might notice in the bowels right before it hits the genitals. When you feel that first impulse, let your eyes open within and see that it came from the bone throne of Satan in the seat of the soul. It's the weakness of the flesh, of having animal flesh, is that hell is constantly <clears throat> influencing you through electrical surges. Yep, so when you feel that electrical surge, so they might they might try to prime you with it before you encounter a visual stimuli, like a person or an opportunity to sin sexually, or they might wait until they until you see it and then bombard you with it. So understand, this is how the enemy works. So as soon as you have that, no, we'll go ahead and write down what, what for your shield, because a shield of faith is what? It's your faith in the word of God. That's it. So go ahead and write that down. Your shield of faith mm -hmm. is your faith in the word of God. And then if you want to draw a picture of it or, or write it down, bread and incense. Mm. I want you to see that bread and incense. You can draw pictures of a loaf of bread. You can draw the incense going up. But make sure you write down bread and incense. There's 12 fresh loaves <clears throat> yep. of bread every day. That's the one. Before the altar. So that bread, that's the study Torah. 
And that's 12, the 12 loaves that Brian just mentioned. And that's the costly stuff that you tithe for. That's yeah. why you pay the priest his, right. his wages because mm-hmm. he is the one preparing the daily 12 mm-hmm. loaves of bread. It's different it's than the wash basin of come and be washed in the mm-hmm. wash basin for the nations that's outside the temple. Right. It's a different part of the temple and there's a different operation there. It's the bread of the presence. So that bread that came out of that higher place. The holy place on the sapphire stones, it's a certain uh, it's a certain region. The te- it represents the temple of Jesus Christ's body. And his body is the bread. So where is the bread? It's in the holy place. And if you understand the sapphire stones and their heights, one of those heights is the holy place. I will give them the hidden manna. That the, yep. It's the altar's fresh bread daily. Yeah, it's those 12 loaves hidden in the holy and place. It's truly the, sapphire the, stones. the cosmic fulfillment of the maturity of the apostolic, which we've never had before and is extremely controversial, okay. as you can guess. But it will be established. And here's an exciting thing. As it's established in the heavens against all the lying enemies outside the gates, there will be an understanding and an acceptance of second heaven's promised land Christianity in the days to come. Because all that opposes us is just sin, darkness, and demons. And if God's for you, who can be against you? Amen. Uh, So (laughs) we want to finish this um, little blueprint here. So go ahead and draw a circle for the moon right here or next to Yassad in some way indicating for you that that's the moon understanding that you're going to need the bread and the incense Mm. so when the impulse comes I want you somewhere above the moon to draw you can draw a circle or if you want to draw a brain or a circle with a line through it uh, that right brain and that's going to be somewhere above Yassad that's, it doesn't have to be perfect. This is just a quick note because your visual memory will help you memorize this blueprint. So when you're under attack, you'll have a much faster response and you'll have the, a warrior's training. When you recite, this is literally, this is field tested. This is how it works. This is how you can beat it. This is how you can overcome the evil impulse of the flesh, the lust of the flesh. And the next, the part we're going to talk about in the brain this is going to be important too because if you can understand which is it's easier to recognize the sexual impulse everyone knows what that feels like it's it's very easy to recognize the brain is a little bit different but it's the same principle and if you can get this you're going to be able to shut down the enemy and this is what we want for you today this is from the holy ghost this is uh, blueprints for overcoming so that's you saw now you've got your circle that you've drawn for the brain now I want you to see this. Look at the moon there. That, in this sense, the moon, as you saw it, it represents the sexual organs for sexual purity in this part of your overcoming journey. Don't worry about too much about all the details about what each and every sapphire stone means, but for right now, you're part of the journey. This represents sexual purity. Whenever you notice that you feel that impulse, that electric stimulation, and you feel a sexual response, whether it's stimulus or not, Now look at the brain sphere there. That is where the impulse came from. It came from the brain, and it went down through the body. So I want you to see that unveiled now, the bone throne of Satan in the brain, the carnal brain of the animal soul. That we're sacrificing, dying daily, okay? So now that that's unveiled, whenever you feel that impulse, now you know where it came from. 
and you can learn to hate that impulse and 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 i pray so the incense is prayer pray that it be pruned that connection and literally you're mapping mm -hmm. out your open heavens right now yep so you can pray for that to be pruned and then study Torah, just get into the word. And if you notice that impulse starts happening, that means they're trying to find an area of an opportune time to attack you. The arrow that flies by noonday, yep. it's called in scripture. And so we don't want you to be like in old times, you know, Christianity of like the old church age where you just don't overcome. Or you try to redirect your lust towards something holy, potentially. Like that's the other counterfeits. Or maybe, you know, you've been blessed with a marriage. God has given you a safe place because the marriage bed is undefiled in all its ways. So God has given you a space for that. And it's it's consecrated. It's holy. And even, you know, the believing spouse can sanctify the unbelieving spouse. There's a lot there. But I just want to speak this to anyone. If you're walking in the path of righteousness and you're having any issues in, um, in the marriage bed or you don't feel safe, because maybe there's like a there's not a holiness there. I want to speak this up for you right now. You're safe. You are loved. You are sanctifying. If God is telling you to stay with your spouse, you are sanctifying the unbelieving spouse. You are safe. You are sexually safe and pure in the pure sapphire stones of Jesus Christ. I just want to speak healing. Any wounds in that area, just be healed. God has given you a blessing in a spouse. He's healing sexual trauma. He's healing the mind. Your sex life will be blessed. It is written as you know him. He's removing shame from the marriage bed. He's bringing you out of religion into a beautiful place. And this is how you're doing it. So now you recognize where the evil impulse is coming from. Now, you're going to use your weapons to empower holiness. They call it the impulse of holiness. You can go ahead and write that on the opposite side or somewhere in your notes, the impulse of holiness. Hmm. And how is that empowered? By studying Torah. Are we, are we surprised at this point? It's all, it all comes back to studying the Word of God, but how? In what way? I want you to write this one down with enthusiasm. <laughs> Could you not? Amen. This is across the board rabbinical literature, all across the board. All sons of God are rabbis of the Word. With enthusiasm, not like, oh, I'm under attack. I'm just trying not to jerk off today. I'm just trying not to lust after the, the shirtless dudes today. I'm just... Better go study the word. No, that's not going to do nothing. <laughs> You're probably going to end up worse off. Get some enthusiasm for the word. Love for the word of God. Love for the Torah because it's him. It's his word. And, and, and the enthusiasm starts to come as you start to enjoy him, enjoy the word of God. Upgrading your eternal spirit. It's the funnest yeah, thing to do. It's anyways. so fun. And even if it doesn't feel fun at first, it just hasn't opened yet for you. It'll open up. Just give it some time. Give it, you know, the good old college try. What's the college try? Take some notes. <laughs> Map it out. It's so fun. Take a picture or screenshots, highlights, Google Docs, Word Docs. Put your favorite things that you want to remember together. 
Now, so when you study... Now, the Bereans were of more noble character <clears throat> for studying the word. So noble character right. comes from studying the Bible. And he Don't study it in your brain with your own reasoning. Study it in the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. for ascension mm -hmm. with angels. And have some enthusiasm. I'd be excited about God and you go in there and when you do that and now they're different it wasn't just emotional I know we could all work up some emotional enthusiasm but you know what 5 a.m. 6 a.m. comes you know you're waking up early before the kids or before work to do it where's that chipper enthusiasm <laughs> maybe my cup of coffee first I know how you feel I know but part of that enthusiasm according to their studies was just paying by paying close attention and by diligently being diligent and clinging to the light of that inward intelligence of the Son of Righteousness. And so when you cling to that and paying more attention to what we've already heard, that was their part of their descriptions of enthusiasm, was focusing your mind to pay attention. Because if you can focus the eyes and the mind on it, it can go into your brain and you crucify it in the brain and it goes down through the heart and into your spirit. But if you're like, well, it's not for my brain anyway, and I'll just la la la, and just you know, just one in one ear, out the other. Guess what? It's not gonna, it's not going to prune the impulse from the bone throat of Satan in the brain to you know yasad or to the sexual organs, unless you're diligently going into it. It's better if you if you only have five or ten minutes in the morning. It's actually much better if you just focus for five minutes. Focus for ten minutes. Really give it your all. He said, when, you will, when will you find me? In the word. When you seek me with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And so all your spirit, all your strength. All that Gevra, right? Which is, Gevra is your hand. One of the hands. So, now that we've established how you can overcome the sexual impulse, I want you to use that same type of understanding when the impulse comes you go into the word you go into prayer if you're busy you're on the road you're working you know your hands are full remember the things that we've taught you remember the things the spirit has taught you remember the scriptures meditate on the things of heaven think about the things above and not below and as you do that do it forcefully that's another uh, version of what they called enthusiasm was if you did it violently against the lust that was also called enthusiasm. <laughs> it was like drastically, you know, like that's that's some real enthusiasm. Like I'm gonna war until this sexual impulse goes away. Now, there's I wanted to speak to some of you today that bef this is something that has to be established before we leave today. Your the brain impulse. I want you to think of the sphere of Yasad as its own impulse of the flesh, even though it comes from the brain. The there's a temptation of the brain. Right, there's a temptation of the genitalia, and then there's a temptation of the brain. This is your desire for knowledge. That desire for information, what did King David say? If you want to be a, a king like David, after God's own heart, he said, I don't contemplate the things that are too high for me. I've told you personally, my worst days in Ascension have been when I couldn't keep my brain in check, and those mysteries that were too high for me, I could just get a glimpse of them, and I wanted knowledge about it. It's tempting. You're like, oh, but I just want to know. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating. Those were my worst days. 
But what you, what the brain doesn't understand, unsanctified carnal brain, is that when you go for those things that are too high for you, to try and search out information and knowledge about it, you actually cut yourself off from the daily bread that you were supposed to get, and it blocks you from rising. It's horrible because you don't even get the enjoyment and satisfaction of revelation, and then that's why it's like, if you get stuck on that, like I won't even teach on those things, it just all goes into the trash bin until I reset, and so by the grace of God, I don't really deal with that as much anymore. I don't want to even say I don't deal with it because we walk in the fear of God, right? The righteous are always assuming that they could probably make a mistake. But this, I really want you, there's some of you, even in this room, you need to get this today. This is so important. This is what the spirit of God put on my heart to, to share with you tonight. This is for the champions, for the warriors, this is for everyone, high or low, wherever you're at. The impulse of the brain, it doesn't feel like when the impulse of the flesh comes of like lust, you feel the temptation, you feel the impulse electric stimulation in the bowels and the genitals. But when you feel the temptation of the brain, I want knowledge, I want, it could be like, oh, it's my desire, my hunger for revelation. There's a difference. It's also an electrical impulse and you can pay attention. You can learn to recognize it. This is so powerful. It's, however you can note that down or ever remind yourself, if you can just get this one thing today, Oh my goodness. This is going to save you so many headaches. Those are two huge doors of destroying believers. Yeah. And there's huge keys today to keep you safe and keep it rising. Yeah, this will increase your shield and that this is your helmet. We need a helmet upgrade. This is the helmet upgrade. And Jesus' mind in Revelation is a uh, emerald gemstone for the believer's rewards, our silver golden gemstones. Which means these are actual things that yeah. emit light in God's kingdom. So one of the believer's rewards is a mind of gemstones. In scripture, mm -hmm. Jesus has it because he got the rewards too. Now a mind of gemstone, what's the gemstone mind? It's a living stone that emits the light of Torah or the word of God. So the true mind of Christ is one that's gemstone mm -hmm that's magnifying the word inside the heart. So the divine mind comes from heart, out of the heart the mouth speaks, but what's filled the heart? The whole wisdom of God's word. Now the mind is a gemstone reward, which magnifies that light outwardly to be like a rainbow round about his head. So this is the remedy. It's actually the same for the impulse of the lust. And I, I, this is feel, again, this is field tested, tried and true, and gotta share it with you today because this is going to help you rise. When you feel, <clears throat> you feel that? There we go. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. That's what angels are for. Thank you. When you feel that pull towards information that's higher than your level where you're at, unset by your stones. There are things that, even though they're a little bit higher than where you're at, God will start to teach you about. Like, you, you might be just trying to get on the moon, but he might be showing you things about Keter, Hakma, and all this different stuff. But when you feel that impulse on the brain, again, it's similar to the impulse of lust, and that it's a, an electrical simulation. You'll feel it in the brain, and you desire more information, but it's higher than where you're at, it's higher than, you know, what God's wanting to give you right now. You must resist 
the search for knowledge and information. When you go into those places for knowledge and information, even if it's a legitimate good source, we're talking about like, you know, all the rabbinical teachings and stuff like that. It will literally, you can, whether it's immediately or shortly thereafter, it can make you start to feel sick physically, or there'll be other repercussions spiritually. So it can actually get really dangerous because eyes are actually a transportation device. That's why they're ophanim. Mm -hmm. Eyes, so as you're growing and you're going up sapphire stones, uh, when you start looking around but you don't know how to move around, we don't want you looking into realms that you're not prepared for. You don't have the proper, like, you can't go into certain, imagine a video game. You can't go into a certain region of the game until you level up and you have better armor, better sword, better shield, better helmet. Why? Because if not, you die. It's good. Like bees transport pollen, mm -hmm. eyes transport spirits. It they do, and so I've actually had I've done a one-on-one. -on -one, I've helped some people before who had this issue. Even experienced seer um, prophets. You remember the one that used to come around here? Mm -hmm. I was able to help him. I was able to help you know, and other people that have contacted me. Some people are naturally gifted as seers. But what they run into is they didn't realize their sight took them there and they were attacked or they crazy stuff they don't they like help how do i escape because they're naturally so you're literally gifted. destroying the yeah. fallen ophanim when you're mm -hmm. crucifying the lust of your eyes literally which is a great thing to do <laughs> so but you understand eyes are transportation devices so when you start growing your spirit, it's not just like you can just look into every realm and everything without consequence. Ooh, it's getting angelic now. Yeah, this is and this is really good. I know some people you've I've already trained you one on one, and it works. You know this. So if there's a way that you know if God brings people to you or the angels bring people to you who are having that issue, please go ahead. If especially if I have discipled you one on one through angelic um, appointment, because I don't usually do one on one discipleship unless literally, like. The Lord himself will come and tell me, like, I need you to train this person. That happens. If it's not that, I don't do it because we're making this easy. What the Lord is doing in this time is putting it out there so everyone can do it at home for free, with, whether you work 9 to 5. We put the 12 loaves Whether every you work day. 60 or 70 hours a week, everyone can do it. It's supposed to be accessible for everyone, and that's the whole point of this. Uh, but that's how it works. We, we put that word into you here every day and then you can help the others as they are brought to you by angels not the pharisees who are clinging on that need to go Jump, need to go but the ones the angels or the spirit of the lord jesus brings to you those things that you've learned you can now impart and help them that's how everyone grows so but when it comes to looking into those realms those your eyes when not not just technion in the brain visions, those are just mostly imaginations. It's kind of a safety check because the little baby egg form, seed form, still in my brain, you're not going to be able to use your sight to really go anywhere. It doesn't work like that. So as you're starting to mature a little bit, you're like, oh, I'm getting eyes attached to me. My spirit eyes are opening up. Don't look into those things that are too high for you. Be like David who said, I'm content to not do that. Because if you eat the feast that God has prepared for you at your level, and he humbles me in this all the time, and the fear, I'm going to tell you what, some things I, I did that before, the fear of God came on me because it was just so, such a negative response. It's just like, I don't ever want to go through that again. It's God protecting you. He's not hiding information from you. 
He's keeping you safe because he loves you. And then when you're ready for that next higher thing, you're going to have a greater faith, greater armor, a greater shield. That's why we're upgrading your shield. Probably means you're going to go higher. So if you're faithful to the word of God and studying and learning exactly in those realms that he has you in, that will actually build you up and accelerate you. Then you can go up faster and go hear about all those things that were so fascinating to you. Then you get all the information and the knowledge and the revelation, not just the empty knowledge. You feel that? Oh, there's pain there a little Amen. bit. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't want you to destroy yourself with knowledge in the bone throne. He wants you to have the full yeah, enjoyment. Living, living bread for the yeah. heart to shine brighter. He wants you to know. And the mind to be gemstone. Believers rewards gemstone mind of Christ. That's the whole function of a true mind, a kingdom mind, is gemstone, conducting the light of the word. Okay, and Amen. so just a quick little summary. Whether it's a sexual impulse, bread and incense. Whether it's the brain impulse, I need knowledge, I need something higher than me, bread and incense. Pray, let that be cut, have a little you know, prayer, ask God for help, and study the word or meditate on the word. So whether it's the brain over here to at Pluto, or your sod, your sexual purity, those two things, that's your shield upgrade and your helmet upgrade. There you go. Amen. Exodus 23, 15. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you, at the appointed time of the month of Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt. No one shall appear before me empty-handed, but you shall bring sacrificial offerings. Notice the feasting and the celebration of the bread, the apostolic ministry, the twelve loaves, Anyone that receives that ministry is required to give. To see that right here in the word. No one shall bring empty hands before me if they partake of the feast of bread that the priests are preparing for you. A lot of Christians just think giving's optional. It is absolutely not optional. If you are eating this bread, this apostolic bread that's come down from heaven, you shall appear before the bread and eat the bread and bring your sacrificial offering. So I want the angels just to speak into hearts and minds tonight and to bring clarity as to the sacrificial offerings there to bring into Red Letter Ministries. And I just pray for the grace to be poured into you to begin obeying with your sacrificial offerings and tithes into this ministry to advance God's kingdom and fulfill the word of God in your lives for greater glory and God's greater pleasure with your spirit, soul, mind, body, and house, and businesses, and finances, and health, and for your whole natural below realm to be blessed, and your whole spiritual above realm to be blessed, in the Word of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
Every 